Hello and welcome to Hot Singles. I am Alexis. Uh, you may know me as Rex. I am joined by Boo Cannon. Hi, I'm Boo. You may know me as Boo. That's a thing we may know Boo as. Um, I, you know, it's, I'm just trying to uh, get people in the know, you know? You know, uh, you know many people as many things, and it's important to know them as the thing they're known as, because then you're in the know. That's literally so true. That's literally facts. Um, we're a podcast, and we talk about music on this podcast. That's also true. That is a, we're, we're only speaking truths. Um, we're, we're speaking truths. We're giving knowledge. It's a thing we do on the podcast. It's about giving truths and speaking knowledge about music. Here's, here's a truth that I will say. Whoa. These two records that we're talking about are very good. Mm. Mm. Um, are they true? Is that knowledge? It's, Stay it's, tuned to find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is the, what is this like? I feel like we're, we're, we just suddenly moved into being clinical. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So, something about, I don't know. I'm drinking a crisp ginger beer. I am like, entering my radio voice. I, I feel mellowed out. Like it's, it's you're, 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 you're like, you're like flattening it. You're like, ah, uh, getting into the groove. Yeah. Um, yeah ooh. In, in, engaging some of the lower timbres of my voice. Yeah. Opening up my lower registers. Warming yep. up. Hey, come sit down. We've got so much to talk about. Uh, Regs, what'd you dang bring to the dang podcast? I brought um, Bad Mode by Hikaru Itada. Yes, you did. One of the icons of Japanese pop music. Um, and Boo, what did you bring? <clears throat> Hi, this is Boo, and I picked Hi, This is Flume by Flume. Tap the artwork to listen and save. Hey, tap this the artwork to listen to Hot Singles. I've selected you're listening to Flume. Hi. Hi, this is Boo. My nomination Tap the artwork I've selected Hi, this is Flume. Hi, this is Boo. Hi, this is Flume is a good album. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
it's I don't I don't know uh how to I don't know how to mythologize this one or like give it a give it a give it a real story. Um it's Flume Electronic Artist, super huge EDM guy, like super big uh uh like <laughs> I it's you know, it's uh like very much very much in line with like your your larger scale like RL Grimes or like Mern kind of guys um does not it's you know, it's he's a uh, it's he he he's a very signature sound where basically everything that he does is really swingy and clippy um and it's for earlier in his career he used to he used to push that a lot and then he stopped doing that for a while and then this is sort of a return to that that earlier sound but with like you know more more aware of like how to control it for this new, uh, <laughs> like on this, on this, on this next go around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I, it's so cool. It's, it's just cool. I like it. It's, I just wanted to bring it because I, I thought it just, uh, it's, I do have like things of note to say about it, but I just, I just like how it sounds and I wanted to, I wanted to bring it up. Regs, what'd you think of hi, this is flume. We're going to have fun this time. Ooh, okay. Uh, I don't think I like this album that much. Ah, okay. I think it's really interesting. I think in places it sounds incredible. I also was immensely frustrated with it. Like, I wanted to, to like, reach through the screen, grab Flume by the neck, and just, like, gently throttle him, because I think it, he would probably snap if I did that. I think <laughs> Flume looks like a man who would, like like go slightly flimsy and floppy and then, like, <laughs> he's slowly he's, melt to butter in my hands. He he looks like he's tall. He looks like he's tall and lanky and would probably disintegrate upon physical contact. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that I'm, I'm not making any reference to like how that comes through in a sound. I'm just making a claim for the physical sensation I was imagining when I was listening to this album, because I actively did want to reach through my computer screen and throttle the man. Um, <laughs> this isn't this isn't to say I think it's like horrendous by any stretch. It's a really really good, really really like beautifully polished project. It's just like there was so much in it that was really interesting and also frustrating for me. So the place I want to start, the biggest track according to YouTube and Spotify on this album is Jewel. I want to ask you, what do you think about Jewel? Uh I, I mean it's it's definitely I think the most straightforward release on here. Um, it's, it's not my favorite out of the, out of the project. Okay, cool. Then we're on the same page. Then we're going to be starting at least from the same point of view. Mm -hmm. Um, that's all I wanted to get on the table because like, <laughs> I heard this and was just like, this is allergic to development and allergic to... Damn! Like, <laughs> the, 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 this song specifically is yes. like, so it, like, it finds a group and then sits in it and stays there all the way through it's three minutes. Mm -hmm. And for a three minute pop time to feel like it's overstaying its welcome is strange. Um, mm -hmm. To the point where the like character garble track afterwards in 33 seconds is like infinitely more interesting to me than the entire runtime of Jewel. Yes. 
I would agree, I would agree with that assessment. But yeah, it's just like, as long as we got that on the page, then I think we're going to have, like, similar comments about the rest of it then. Which is just Rex, like, I, yeah. I, I would like to say it's, I, I think this, this album exists at a very interesting intersection for us because Flume is, hmm. Flume is ostensibly a big EDM guy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a, a lot of the, it's, he, he also has a, I feel like saying like a level of access to puts a lot of agency. I assume he's uh -huh. just like a very chummy guy with like a lot of people who are a little, yes. who are a little more underground. Um, <laughs> it's, well, I mean like, it's like, it's, you, you look at the features and it's like for, for somebody that uh, like gets their music recs from Fantano <laughs> or something, this is a star studded list. Yeah, it's, it's Slow Tie, JPEG Mafia, Sophie. Like, that's the headliners, really. Yeah. Like, other people who, like, are in, like, and, similar uh, DME dance uh, spaces. Yeah, Ku yeah. Uh, Kuka and Eprom, who I know. Uh, yeah, Rex, yeah. how often do you listen to just, like, big EDM releases? I have to assume not at all. So, it's, it's interesting. Like, pretty much not at all at this point. I... Yeah, because I've been in on drum and bass in particular for so long... I still get a bunch of the like mass market EDM facing stuff out of drum and bass. People like Netsky, Camo and Crooked. Uh, I, I, I don't know these names mean, mean anything to you, but like, um, as well as like in a previous life, people like Matzo, the more like prog trance bits of this. Mm -hmm. And then also there is like business techno that is still somehow uh, like sufficiently respectable. Um, mm -hmm. Someone like Helena Hoff would be in that sort of space like it's scutting all the round like the 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 the, the like the, the the rim of the bowl um before you dive into the the deep black hole that is just like the mainstream shit um i'm like in no way allergic to the to the like idea of like massive dance music culture specifically because like so much of the the good dance music i like also has this sense of like oh no like there are just like really big things in it and that mm -hmm. everyone congregates around them it's just that i think aesthetically like everything in edm has been eternal for the last little while um, yeah I would, I would i would agree with everything you're saying uh yeah so it's i i think this is i i think flume is a very interesting it's i would describe mm -hmm. flume if if i had to be a bipartisan here i think i would describe flume as a gateway artist yes um, absolutely that makes perfect sense it's like it's if uh like you you listen to Flume's like Lord remixes and like and whatever um and then you uh you it's if you follow Flume approximately you get to this which is like you know uh I don't want to I I don't want to discredit like a lot of like the 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 goal of sound design and a lot of major EDM because it it is actually like a lot of it is like shocking. Uh, oh yeah. So the I, I, the one aspect uh, aspect where I have a lot of exposure to it is dance music tutorials because learning how to make well drum synthesis in particular is like at a level of complexity and nuance among the EDM people that just like outstrips most people wholesale. Um, the, <laughs> poli the polish and shine and technical proficiency mm -hmm. out of like the best prog trance people is just like astoundingly good. So yeah, no, I, I listen to their stuff to the extent that I need to know how to make their stuff because I want to make it more interesting and slightly more fucked up. Um, but yeah, like, so I know the aesthetic poles and they're interesting enough for me to be working around them. Flume makes perfect sense in that sense because like, what, what are his toolkits? It's a bunch of... 
It's a bunch of stuff that, oddly enough, Jules, oddly enough, one that really makes me think of this. It's pulling a lot from that, like, bass music slash post-dubstep stuff. Thinking Mount mm-hmm. Kimby and um, King Cruel and James Blake. Um, and then, obviously, a huge amount of... I affectionately call this album Hi-Fi Beats to Study Slash Relaxity. Hi-Fi um, Beats, I like it, I like it. Because it's taking a huge amount from, like, the, like, moody, like, lo-fi hip-hop and the, like, Dilla-esque, like, pushed rhythms and stuff in there. Um, yeah, like, the aesthetic, like, reference points are interesting, and he does cool things with it, primarily through, like, either fucked-up cool synthesis, really cool resampling stuff, and granular, right? Like, that's his big Mm -hmm. toolkit. Um, and yeah, given that, like, yeah, no, like, this is, as a sound design workout, I love this album. Like this, yes. this, the sound of this album is extraordinary. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, no, it's I. What 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 speaks to me about high this is obviously like the sound is more experimental than Flume's previous stuff, but it's I I also think like it's it's philosophy as a mm. as an album is really really, it's uh it it reminds me a lot of. This is basically the only thing I have written down, like. It's uh, what what really blew me away uh, was like the just having a remix in like like a like not at the end of your album. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like it's the the is a cold in the water flume and Eprom remix. Uh, it's I, it's I I feel like for for one thing it's uh, you're like you're like wait hang on isn't this on streaming how did this get how is this like here. <laughs> Um, and then like you look three tracks later and it's like, oh, Sophie's just on here. So she definitely just said yes. It's like that. Uh-huh. Like, I, I like that. So yeah, you can, you can put that in there, but it's, I, I, I find it really interesting that, uh, that, that like, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, I, I couldn't get over that. Uh, it, it reminded me of like when artists like were first getting on like, like MySpace and Facebook and stuff mm-hmm. like Sort of like when when non bloghouse artists were starting to inter- like it's yeah. to to inherit the bloghouse pack mentality. Like what was that? What's that? Uh, what's that? Flying Lotus uh, like package that has like a bunch of crap in it. Uh, ideas drafts oh. loops. Yes, um, exactly. And it's it's got a, it's got like the black skinhead remix that's just Thundercat on bass. Uh, it's got like the stuff he did for Aqua TV Show Show. Um, I, uh, that, that, that is what, that, that is the, that is the place that I approach high. This is flume from, but I also find it interesting because it's, it's basically like a, like a progressive mix. Like, yeah, everything I mean, in, yeah. In that sense, I'm probably being a bit too harsh on it in terms of the lack of development, because the bit of the mix that, well, bit of the mixtape that I really love is the succession of one minute plus tracks at the second half of it, which yep. feel very much like that. Yes. Like basically going how to build a relationship to pretty much the end, certainly to like uh, today's twenty two, like that section is like briskly moving through ideas and set, like approaches and sensibilities that all broadly fit together, but just like push each other slightly more adventurously, mm-hmm. um, and that that's the bit that I found most compelling because I think the first half is attempting to effectively do songwriting, mm-hmm. um, and aside from the slow tie track because slow tie is incredible. It feels kind of stodgy. Um, I would agree with. I would agree with this. I would agree with this assessment. Yeah, um, but, but like that exactly makes sense. It lines up perfectly with how I felt going through the album. Like I wasn't thinking about it in that moment. But it makes perfect sense that when it best approximates a mix rather than like an album, 
Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's a in about to come mixtape like a halfway house. Yeah, it's I uh, when it more approximates a mix, it's cooler. Yeah, yes, absolutely. it's it 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 uh yeah I agree. The last half I think starting with I it's, I I will I I feel like do I feel like five minutes is too long for a Sophie remix? I think so. Can we okay can, okay let's pause let's talk about this track. Okay. So for the first. How long? Minute and thirty? Longer. Minute minute fifty is like but is the pre-drop, basically. Yeah, the minute the first minute and fifty seconds of this is just playing the the like you know, the chorus, the hook bit of Is It Cold in the Water by Sophie. And then slowly the last 10, 10, 20 seconds of that, it starts pulling it out slightly and ripping it apart and then turns it into the drop. Um I'm not gonna say that that like defeats the 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 point of it or anything like that but mm-hmm. like it's t- almost two minutes out of a five minute track is just like stuff that decontextualized doesn't have the same emotional impact it does on the Sophie record but it's still spectacular sounding yes but it means you get three minutes full of remix right yep I'm so fucking conflicted about this track <laughs> I'm so immensely conflicted about this track um I should be a mark for this. I should absolutely be like, <laughs> I should be like drooling when I hear this track. Like mm-hmm. taking, is it cold in the water? One of the most like texturally fascinating, like emotionally resonant bits of music that I'd heard in years. Um, and doing like granular ripping apart, like shredding it, like pulled pork. Like <laughs> it's, it should be delightful. And yet, why am I so annoyed by this? I, hmm. <laughs> it's, it do you have, do you have it, suggestions? It's I I feel like it's first of all it's it's I I I love this remix a lot I I really mm-hmm. do, um, um I feel like do do you think it goes far enough? No, there you go. I was I was gonna say it's, which is where I think like it being five minutes I think is weird because I, yeah, I I feel it, like it needed, I this th- is th- where I say the album's allergic to development. Yes, if that was how it started. It needs to absolutely like go through a wormhole and out the other side by the time it gets to the end of the five minutes. Yes. Because otherwise we'd like stuck with, oh, you put some snaps on top. Like, yeah, great. Um, some snaps on top. It's I, I feel like if, if you're doing a Sophie remix, and this is just like a general thing that I believe, it should be like 50 seconds or 11 minutes. I don't think yeah. it should be either. Um, <sighs> it's, yeah. you know, the, 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 the time it takes to explain the idea uh is 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 insanely important i think to sophie's work and i think uh well it's again like th- this is really good i i feel like it's like the fact that it just kind of it takes too long to get to this place where it stays for the rest of it i think mm-hmm. um yeah uh it's I, I i think that goes a little bit against that it's still good obviously sophie liked it it's like yeah, she sophie liked she's, it enough to, to she's okay like, putting on it's like yeah there. you could put that in there i don't like, yeah it's great so like um, the initial texture, like that moment where it just like slinks into hit and then like vocal splatter, granular mm-hmm. splatter. Very fucking cool. The thing about it, like specifically that's like so annoying to me about the lack of development, that initial sound is incredible because it's so contained. Yes. It's like it's like stuck in a box, and that box lives between like 2K and 10K. Um it feels like it's like 
rattling around the inside of your skull and doesn't like come from outside of you. Like it's super tight, it's super neurotic, it's great. Um, and that's like some of the cool things you can get at granular textures that like you take, you granularify, um, for anyone who isn't aware, because me and Boo are both like quite familiar with this production technique. Granular synthesis is when you take a sample of audio and chop it up into like micro samples of anywhere between like a millisecond and a couple of milliseconds, 10, 20, somewhere in that range. And you replay them. Um, like you could play it like an instrument. Um, and then use those like reconstituted samples to get like new textures out that sound like part, like they're from the original source audio, audio but how you do the sampling, um, how many samples you stack up together, like drastically change how you experience them. Yeah. But, the, but this like sense of like sand rushing, like sand or like grains of sound running across each other, this like s- shredded sensation that you get out of this texture is like super distinctive to granular synthesis and flume sound in general. Um, it's a big part of what his sound is. Yeah. It's... I, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I... Go for it, go for it, go for it. <laughs> no problem. Regs, I wanted to ask you what your favorite song on this record is. I, so I haven't finished on the Is It Cold in the Water bit. Can I, like, tie oh it my, off? Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, the, 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 the thing about it being so contained, that's a wonderful sound. Mm-hmm. And then as it progresses, the thing that doesn't change is the thing that doesn't change is the soundscape. The thing that does mm-hmm. change is the added snaps. I also know what Sophie snaps are. We get some of them later. <laughs> My favorite track on the album might be Voices. Um, um, uh, like it doesn't. When I say it doesn't go far enough, it's because the the sense of emotional scale gets completely lost. Because is it cold in the water? Is intense because of the like rush of super sores. yes um and then like stacking a bunch of flume snaps on top of it means that like that's the emotional scale i was gonna say with. it sort of it sort of changes the idea to something that is that is more i i it's i don't want to call it diluting the idea but it it's sort of it sort of does it's 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 moving the slider okay there's a slider from a to b is it cold yeah. in the water is on the far end and a flume song is on the, is on the like far left end. Yeah. It's you, it's, this is like 10%. This is like 10, 20, 30% moved over to the flume section, which means that the Sophie idea gets diluted and the flume idea does not get enough to shine. Exactly. And and, and the thing for me for that is like a, a level of detail and scale. Like the reason that that Sophie track works at all is because it's like beatless surrounded by this like very slow creep from like bass only up to this like what should feel like this cacophony but when you put it in flume scale that's not a cacophony that's like a, a baton piece um like the the putting sophie stuff at flume scale makes sophie look small makes sophie look unimpressive which is just like not emotionally the right thing to be doing <laughs> um so I, I wanted to like produce this like um counterpoint and see if you got on with it um sure uh, let me just pull it up very quickly. Um, uh, it's by this little artist called Bukanoni. I don't know if you've heard of her. <laughs> nope. Um, oh, who the fuck is that? Uh, I, I, it's, I don't know. I heard she's from Vancouver. Um, the oh, yeah. track that I... <laughs> 
the track that I've just put in the chat is one of Boo's own. Uh, it is called Canone Infinito, Boo Canone Remix. Um, it is a remix of an original track by what I would call pointillistic trance artist, Lorenzo Senni. Um, guy takes simple trance forms and waveforms, like stacked supersaws, much like the introduction to um, oh, much like that part in Sophie's in the Co Is It Cold in the Water? And does things that go somewhere between like ambient and like drumless trance and drumless techno using this like trance sound palette. Um, and Boo did what I would describe as, you know, a granularified exploded mess of one of his really, really excellent tracks from his album Sketch Amato, uh, Canone Infinito. And the thing that I love about this Boo remix is the scale. Um, the thing that I talked about um, with the Sophie track is that, like, at its own, like, hyper-in-the-box, like, Sophie's so famous for using a mono machine. Like, that is her sound. Her sound is in a box. Um, and trying to get epicness out of a box is a remarkable thing. It sounds really distinctive and cool and weird, and that's why Is It Cold in the Water sounds the way it does. Um, it's a very similar thing with Lorenzo Senni. He sounds the way he does because he's using old, is it, um, I cannot remember, is it S? Uh, I cannot remember the name of the, the polysynth that, that's like super famous for its like, uh, uh, like hypersaw waveforms. But like, that's the sound of Lorenzo Senni. And that's how he gets his soundscapes. And the thing that you did was just like ambientify it, just like absolutely explode it out the box. Um, and give it a sense of like wide-eyed scale that just like was gestured towards in the original and that I just think is picked up immeasurably in the um, in the edit. And the thing that I was wanting at any point was for Flume to like understand that he is an artist who works at a different scale to Sophie and blow his track up. And he refused to! He added the drums, he added the thing that like would be filling out and structuring the space that is so big and cathedral-like. Um, and the part itself stays small and tiny. And it, this, of all, if I'm down on this album, it's because I feel like this song on its own made me mistrust all of Flume's songwriting decisions. <laughs> um, I feel like he had an incredible opportunity and two thirds of an incredible idea. And then it just like, ah, ah, ah. Uh. Doesn't quite get there. Um, and I think you've fucking done it better. So, you know. That, well, first of all, that's very kind of you to say. Um, it's whoever the this Buchanan artist looks gay as fuck, so I'm not going to comment on any of that. But uh, I, I think you articulated. <laughs> Don't laugh. It's I hate this person. This person looks stupid. Hang on. What else have they done? They have 331 followers. What a fucking <laughs> lame ass. Um, no, it's okay. Uh, Regs, thank you. That's very sweet of you. Uh, yeah, that's that 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 is just about how I feel. I feel like the the scale that Flume is operating at does not honor either idea super well. Um, uh, but then you get to like how to build a relationship where uh, it fucking rules, fucking where rules. it's Peggy just says Jungle Juice music, and I'm like, okay, yes. <laughs> it's I uh, my favorite song on this record is is Voices into Mud. Um, yeah. where it's, I, I think that, I think that's a great example. I, I actually think like those two tracks in sequence are a much better encapsulation of like how to do a Sophie remix. If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, 100%. 
Um, it's God. I love that. I love that. Like that. That that top line is so good on voices. Yeah. And then good. Mud just so mud sounds like a like a big stone giant just like fucking shit up. It's it's, it's so good. It's so and cool. This, this is kind of where I wanted in Call of the Water to end up with just like absolute like spectral tear out. Yeah. I mean, like, you're right. I said, I thought Voices was probably, like, it's the, like, linchpin of my favorite stretch of the record, and Voices Into Mud is exactly the bit I pick out as well. Yeah, you're just right. It's the, the fucking, like, the, the lead synth sounds like a trumpet, like, got, like, kit bashed with a blowtorch. <laughs> like, it's, oh, it's so cool! This, it's like, Mud, I think, is where, um, like, my, my favorite ideas on this record, like, come forward. Um, it's, <laughs> Regs, I feel like this, this might be a good, uh, this might be a good, like, it's, the way I said that this sounds like a big giant, like, fucking shit up, that is generally what I think about when I think about music. I'm like, what if there was, like, a cool, like, anime monster doing something while yeah. this was playing? Yeah. That's that is basically yeah. my entire brain workflow. Um, I mean, which, I, I don't see anything wrong with this. Which has really endeared me to like drumless trance and like super like, like it's uh, it's a a less swagged out Buchanan would be listening to like epic mixes of like video game trailers and stuff. Um, it's because I like sound design. I I think it's of I, course. Uh, of course. It's... I mean, this is this is also like why I'm glad that like people can recognize that like both music for a cinematic purpose exists and is great and works wonderfully, and then like you can't simply just like copy that over to some headphones and expect it to work the same way. Like the the metaphors don't transfer when you're not in a visual medium. They don't work when you're not also playing it. You don't work when you haven't got narrative attached. Which is why that like it makes perfect sense to me that like. Mud's the first thing you think. Well, Mud is the track that makes you think about like big plotting golem monster. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's it fucking cool. rules. Um, uh, do we want to do? Sorry, it's. Did, did you oh, have anything else you wanted to say about this record? I I, I I like it. I have one more thing to say about Anime Brain, which is that this is <laughs> absolutely why in another world you would instead of a if you're an even more swagged out Buchanan, you would be making the best AMVs on YouTube. I I uh, I got idea. It's th this is sorry. Hang on. It's 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 time for Buchanan's recliner of rage segment where I it's I get mad about shit. I know why Premiere Pro doesn't support MKV video codec like for importing stuff. It's because M MKV is the piracy codec. Like it's they 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 don't want anything to do with it. It's uh, it's it's too big and unwieldy. Uh, it's like so so many things are. It is a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a rapper that is a, uh, like, extremely unwieldy. It's, and that's rapper with a W in front of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be um, clear, um. Hottest new rapper out of Baltimore, MKP. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like it's it's an extremely it's an extremely like in-depth video codec it can do basically just about anything that you want especially like when you get subtitles like working with it um, I understand why Premiere Pro does not do that I understand all those reasons but fuck you if you think I'm gonna like load up VLC and like like re-record it as an mp4 you must be high off your fucking dick if you think I ever want to do that 
Just let me load, let me load the damn anime movie in and sync it up to Black Midi. Come on. What's wrong with you? God damn, that shit makes me mad. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, uh, that's... What, me what, what music should I cut over that little bit? Uh, you should put, hang on. You should put Mario Party this way that. I was waiting for you to suggest, so I was going to suggest like Wii music, but that feels a bit played out. So I needed another suggestion. No, it's, here we go. This is, this is the greatest music for Baby Rage. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, I knew you were gonna come through, so that's why I asked. Um, yeah, uh, the, this, this is the music for uh, like when you're getting your ass beat by like talking animals in the club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad to know you, boo. It's the best. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I'm, um, I'm happy to know me too. <laughs> Uh, cover watch. Uh, yeah. it's, oh, sorry. It's end all be all and hi, this is flume. I like it. I feel like it's, I, I completely understand, uh, how you feel on it. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I'm, I'm able to tap into like the, like the dumb guy EDM brain that I still have like much better. Mm -hmm. uh, Makes perfect sense. And I, I would just start this at voices and work my way from there and have a very good, tw uh, like 12 minutes or however long it is. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, so I'm going to, uh, cover watch. This was, what was this, 2019? Yeah. 2019. This was one of my favorite, uh, like, things ever in 2019. And a lot of that is because of the phenomenal work by frequent Flume collaborator Jonathan Zawada. Uh, yeah, this album cover rules. Yeah. It's, well, it's, uh, I, I feel bad, like, pitching this to you and not mentioning that there is a full short film visualizer with this oh, record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, I'll, I'll, like, it's phenomenally it's imaginative. Is like it's expressive. It's it's so much fun. I'm gonna just gonna pull up some some stills here. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I've, I've flipped through this before. It's so I, solid. It's like it's it's just cool. So pink. So pink. yeah. It's uh and like it's the the more recent stuff. It's f f the the older stuff. Uh, Flume was doing like definitely. It it looked more in tone with like nature and like really solid tone backgrounds of like like leaves and stuff. And that, yeah. that's still good work. Um, and the the new Flume album coming out also has phenomenal work, like specifically involving like animal biology. I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna there's there's something it's Zawada really likes making Flume stuff feel um, feel like nature y. It's yeah. like it's it, it is it is it an, it it is an earthen experience to listen to Flume because it's like oh, anthemic yeah. and grounded in EDM. Um, yeah, that, that that's some cool stuff. It's I it's beautiful, beautiful work. I love it. I love it so much. Um, yeah, it's it's th that's it. Also, Cami and Shin Lee are on the front cover for "Hi, This Ooh. Is Flume." Like they're just a, they're just a little sticker on the on the front of the car there. That's about Hell it. Yeah, it's yeah. I I just like in terms of like there is always going to be the classic like oh, it's a type of digital, but. <laughs> It's all natural looking. It's got art. Ooh. And like nature in it. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Um, I, I I think there's like a like a quite natural like um the, all all the sort of like there there's a line about like fractal patterning here and like natural forms and like trying to replicate organic forms in digital mm -hmm. sound and like 
if anyone is going to get away with that, it's Flume because he's just like got some of the most like tactilely pleasurable digital sounds mm-hmm. going. Um, oh, also, I've never heard anybody talk about this. The Flume logo in the corner is an ambigram. It's uh, this. It's the same Ooh. upside down or uh, right side up. Uh that's like this is that's the like peak new age text bullshit. Like yeah, hit, it's so hit, cool. Hitting the highlights. Yes. Oh, excellent. Okay, cool. That's all I wanted to say. It's I love this. I love this rollout so much. It's it's so it's so fun and expressive. Uh, yeah. And I'm 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 happy that like Zawada works with Flume all the time because they're they're a perfect fit as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and, uh, and honestly, more albums should have a color palette that is like orange and pink. I agree. I fully agree. Whew. All uh, right. Now uh, let's talk about good music. Uh, <laughs> Dan, don't do yourself like that. <laughs> um, all right, we are talking about Bad Mode by Hikaru Utada. Yes!
ていた風の後を追いかけた眩しい心。My so, non-binary queen. So let me pull up the bio. Um, one second, I will do some editing. But so, Hikaru Utada is one of the original characters appearing in Kingdom Hearts. She is the original <laughs> persona of Namine.、Um, <laughs> Hikaru Utada was born in Radiant Garden and currently lives on Destiny Islands along with her two best friends, Sora and Riku. It's true.、Um, Don't say otherwise.、Um, Hikaru Utada is a Japanese pop icon of the last. The Japanese、yeah. pop icon of the last couple of decades.、Um, she. So I should pull myself up there. We should be using they pronouns. I will just assume as much for now.、Um, yeah. They came out as non-binary among the rollout for this record,、um, and like. A little、I、bit have, before, I think. Well, it's, it's yeah, in in the sort of preceding couple months, yeah. They've 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 played around with the idea. Um, it's I I think it's the tweet I remember and like having like a panic attack over because I was so excited was、yeah. uh was when somebody was like, "Simple and Clean's lyrics are like so." It's it's like somebody tweeted out something to the effect of like, "Simple and Clean's lyrics are kind of like gay." Right? Like, is this is this like is this is this about a straight relationship? And Yutada、uh, quote tweeted it with, "What makes you think I'm straight?" With like the winky tongue sticking out emoji, and I was like,、hey. "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" Um, yeah, and and then, and then just straight up just did interviews like talking explicitly about it, are、uh, uh, both like early well midway through last year and early this year. Like, it's just really fucking cool. Like. The word non-binary being a gift, like yes, I think a lot of people do experience it like that. They're just like,、mm-hmm. oh, there are other options. That's、yep. fucking cool. There,、um, there, there is language for it. Exactly. Um, um, and yeah, so like this album, I want to start off with the cover, which I think actually. Yes, I love this、um, cover so much. It's so cool. So you can see, like, if you pull up. All her full album releases, you get this very consistent thing where you see the face like front and center, like obviously slightly, maybe slightly bleak, but like very close, very intimate, very personal, and like obviously like trading off their beauty like so so heavily. Yes. Do you want to talk about this cover then? Uh, bad mode. Uh, Hikaru is so far back. Like it's they 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 their 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 whole body dressed in like very very earthen,、uh, it's they're almost doing like a Kanye cosplay basically <laughs> with like the like the 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 palette of like、yeah. the the baggy hoodie and sweatpants, um it it feels very it it feels as candid as I think a pop like the pop artist of the last century, uh on the other side of the planet can get I think.、Yeah. Um. Really, it's you know it's uh. God, I love this cover so much. Yeah, it's so, so cool. Get getting this sort of like, it's not a present presented framing because like it's not like a whole body shot where you see their feet and like a full outfit. It's like、nope. cut cut off at the shins. 
Um, you get these oblique sight lines through to what I assume is their dinner table with like flowers on it and their like garden outside. Um, you get half of their kid, like half of their eight-year-old yeah. kid. Um, yeah, it's somehow like like split between being like like almost like beautiful and confrontational and model like while also being like intensely domestic and something about that like that like balance is like astounding i love this cover so much um and yeah like i don't want to take it as like an exclusive metaphor for how this album works but like this album is trading between like intergalactic pop star and like intensely intimate personal album Um, yes i get that it was very funny i was getting shades of britney spears with a sort of like very direct, very straightforward self-empowerment narrative stuff going on. Yes. Which just, like, reads so sincerely and so, like, heartfelt. Um, tracks like Find Love, that like, come immediately to mind. But yeah, um, this, this album's so cool. I love this album so much. Yep. So let's start, I think, start with the, who's on it and what it sounds like. Uh, it's, uh, Hikaru, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, it's, uh, Obukuro, uh, Obukuro-san, uh, has done, like, uh, Wednesday Campanella, uh, yeah. Shibasaki Co. Um, that's very, you... very, like, R&B, and it's, uh, you know, uh, Sam Shepard, uh... Yeah. Floating Points. Um... Floating Points. Who is on three tracks total, I think? Yes. And you, you go down a little, and there's, hmm, there's these, there's these two names here that I, uh, I don't super, uh... I would I wouldn't like super super expect here. It's one AG Cook and Skrillex. To be honest, okay, I want to dwell on this. Like we'll talk yes. about both of those in a sec. Do you know Floating Points' music much? Not really. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Um, I think we need to t- talk a bit about Floating Points first. Um, we're going to loop about it because we'll talk about someone named Marseille. Um, but um, Sam Shepard, aka Floating Points, makes what I would describe as somewhere between. Um, jazz fusion and like epic late night house music. Mm-hmm. Um, let's pull up a track from Elenia, which was his first record. Here's Nespol. Um, boink. Oh, yes, brother. I first got into Floating Point in about 2010, 2011, because he was one of the first wave of artists taking dubstep and UKG sounds and like harmonically exploding them slightly. Like the first wave. Sorry, of- it's I, I should mention that's like English dubstep. Like yes. not not yes. not uh not not where some of the other contributors on this record took it. <laughs> No, very much so. Like, very much like, again, if I reference Mount Kimby before, this is very much this scene. Um, like, James Blake as well. Um, people taking original British dance music sounds and starting to add like a richness of harmony and a bit more like formal structure to it. And you end up with like one of the big breakout tracks from that is Arp 3, which I will drop in the chat as well. You can poke at your leisure. Um, um, this one is just sort of like more straightforwardly like quite jazzy house, but like taking a lot of cues from stuff that been going around in like garage and dubstep scene stuff at this time. And then slowly evolved into something that was a bit more like full spectrum and a bit more like like sparkly. Mm-hmm. Um, graduating all the way now to this, let's pull up 
floating points crush. Um, I think you need to listen to this album because it's pretty spectacular and I think it's also very much up your alley. Um, that seems fun. really fucking cool. I'm liking it. Yeah. Uh, to to say something of uh, like the, their inclusion on this record, like it's mm. um, it's there. It's like yeah, you've you've said it. You've said it a lot. Where um, uh, <laughs> where it's yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's I I I keep like just going like, yeah uh yeah uh, but um. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's flo- floating points being on this record, um, along with a couple of other people who will who we will get to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it uh it, it helps make the record feel like that much more insular. Uh, yeah, it he makes like everything from the, the opening track is a floating points co-production. Yes, and the, the, I didn't even know this up until I heard the like middle eight breakdown. Where I was like, oh, wait, what, what the fuck is going on? Not only just because, like, I knew that, like, of course, like, really cozy adult contemporary pop music was a thing that Hikaru Otada can do very fucking well. Mm-hmm. But then the, um, the, uh, the bridge just sort of, like, slides into a completely different harmonic space. Um, and has that really characteristic out of tune, like like noodly fluty sign synth line. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, I know, I literally know that amount of detune. That is so distinctive of a Sam Shepard production. Mm-hmm. Um, this like sense of expansion that goes on. Um, and it suddenly just like brings this whole thing into this, like a much wider emotional space. And immediately made me think like, oh, this album's interested in not just like playing the adult contemporary hits. It's interested in using them in the context of this like bigger exploration. Yes. Um, um, and yes, yeah, Sam Shepard's like, he's done jazz band stuff as well. Like mm-hmm. his last collaboration was with Pharaoh Sanders. Like he has got jazz chops as well. So like, his fingerprints are all over the like really thick, like intimate jazz or jazz style arrangements in the like trads tracks as well. Yeah, no, uh, it's the, the, the juxtaposition, um, of, let me, hang on. Let me, let me try that again. It's I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to like put a, I'm going to put a, like a, like a, like a stop on your point. Cause I agree mm-hmm. with it. And there's not mm-hmm. much more I can iterate. I like to sort of try and uh, bring that into, this is, this is Utada's first bilingual album release, Yes, which uh-huh. I, um, when, when you look at like the, the structure of like pop songwriting, like overseas, I, that, that is, that's almost radical basically. Um, 
Like it's it 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 happens like it 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 does happen like there's there are artists that do it, but it's like the the structure of this record in particular, like sort of half falling into that like extremely like insular like you're you you are in this room with Utada talking about this, um, where where it's also it's like also here's like Japanese and English versions of songs here like on the full bonus tracks edition mm-hmm. that it's i find that so so deeply interesting yeah um it's i don't know it's uh it's uh i know Utah has talked about uh a lot about like the juxtaposition of like the language as a as a means of ish uh es- eschewing eschewing i learned it by reading um eschewing uh eschewing a a singular identity yeah um which I it, phenomenal. <laughs> That's that 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 is what I have to say about that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like she, she's talked very explicitly about like other all sorts of conventions that I felt bounded by, and just like why the fuck would I do that anymore? <laughs> um, yep. And the the ability to like feel the comfort, like I feel this entirely of a piece with the like retreat of the camera in the the cover shot as well. Like yes. there are certain sorts of conventions that feel enforced by pop music's form and that just like quite clearly she's like actively sought out how to break them yes really carefully and aggressively but also like fully in keeping with the like suite of things that she's very fucking good at um uh, you are so fucking smart it's you you took you took exactly what i was going to say and you made it like a real statement you Ah. made it like an actual sentence thank you Ah. uh i mean i i think we we just we just think the same thing. This is a really good album because it's, it's like trading across that like intimacy boundary that's, that yeah. exists between like pop star and, you know, parent. Um, yeah. And, and actual emotional person with an inner life who like needs to explore it through creative ex- ex- like expression. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, Bad Mother title track like was a, an alarm bell because I, I didn't know Flying Points was on this record until I like heard this was like, no, nah, come on, something's going on there. Looked it up and was just like blown away. Um, okay, let's talk about the next track, which is... Uh, Kimi Ni Nuchu. Yeah, uh, which is the A.G. Cook produced one. Yes, one of them. Ooh. One of them. Ooh. Uh, I don't know how these guys met, to be completely frank. I so... am so... I am so happy they did. Yeah. Oh my so, uh, all, god. Hikaru Tada lives in London at the moment. Um, oh, duh. Okay, there you go. Both Floating Points and obviously AG Cook are Londoners. But yeah, like, uh, they're based in London at, the, at this point. It was very funny. The reason I found out about this is because of the, um, whatchamacallit, uh, One Last Kiss video. When yeah. They are parading around London landmarks. I'm just like, what's going on here? Why do I recognize first the foliage and then also the park that she's in? And then also, like, <laughs> Like, oh wait, that's a fucking London bus. What's going on here? Yeah, uh, based in London now. That's awesome. Um, it's I um when I uh I was the first person out of basically my entire friend group to find out that the first of all, uh, one last kiss is uh is the Evangelion uh fourth rebuild song. Uh, mm-hmm. it's it is the it's the single for that. Um. And, uh, it's when I, I was like the first person in my friend group to find out 
that A.G. Cook was the, like, mainline producer on that. Yeah. And when I was telling people, they didn't believe me. <laughs> they, they, they literally thought, because I'm, because I'm, I, I hang out with lapsed Kingdom Hearts gays and, like, lapsed, like, PC music gays. Lapsed? Um, lapsed? You really gonna say lapsed? Yep. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I, I, I hang out with Kingdom Hearts gays and PC music gays. <laughs> Neither of those it's, things have lapsed. <laughs> but like you know what I mean where it's like yeah. it's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the initial fandom fire is burnt and it's turned into a a contemporary hunger for yeah. those feelings once more but anyways nobody believed me uh because it's like it's it's just so it, like this this record feels like it really th- this is a record for like western Utah Hikaru fans yeah. I it's I it's like it's like you got the Evangelion songs on here you have t- three versions of of the KH3 single. I don't know. It's, I, I just, I find that like that, that broad appeal again, while being so like, you know, like, Hey, here's, here's me right now. Exactly. Like sort of attitude that the record has. Like it's, I'm hanging out with my child. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also it's a, it's a, Itana's kid is on this. It has producer credits for violin and vocals. Yeah. Which is so cool. Do, do, do you recognize the bit? Because I, I spotted it eventually. I don't. I, I, I've been listening to them. It's like, I can't hear it at all. So in the outro to Not in the Mood. Uh-huh. I'll find the timestamp. Yeah. Uh, five minutes and 37 seconds. That's so cute. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's so Instead awesome. Of, they, they literally said in an interview, like, my kid was listening to the track while I was working on it. I said they had an idea. So I said, yeah, sing it in. We'll see if it works. And then Mr. Floating Point Sam Shepard, like, took it away and integrated it into the, like, outro bit. And it worked. And it stayed. Um, which is just incredible. It's adorable. Um, this is a, this <sighs> is such a, this, this record fucking rocks. Yeah, um, <laughs> I feel like I could kind of do a track by track because like there's so much going on here. But yeah, okay. So let's what a, what is Ag Cook up to on this record? A lot um, of Ag it, Cook stuff. <laughs> it's really like surpri- surprisingly. So, Kimi Nimuchu is like. It feels like having carved out a career basically like constructing fictionalized versions of j-pop for western ears Um, yeah like he's so fucking fluent in like actually doing the original thing effectively like not even like this isn't some sort of weird exceptionalism like western pop is fundamentally different to japanese but like that there is a there is a sensibility that he has around western pop production that just like maybe even exists in one last kiss that doesn't exist in kimi nimuchu like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is specifically about the, like, straightness of it and the, like, almost, like, sincerity of it that, like, feels distinctly like J-pop to me in a way that One Last Kiss feels like a a thorough dialogue across, like, Western and Japanese pop music. 
Yes. Um, I can't tell you why. This is one of those where I'm like semi-stumped other than it sounds kind of like an idol group wouldn't sound out of place singing something this like dainty and careful. Yes. But that's about all I've got. I, it's there's you can sort of it's uh, it's uh, there's time in the day to like construct a uh, uh like A G Cook P C Music Idol Group uh, like argument. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is there time in our day? Who knows? Who knows? Um, but like, but like but, fundamentally, like this is I, I say all this at the same time as like there are like dropout sections and stuff like that, which are just like so clearly like indebted to like dance music sounds. They sound like they. They're just nicking house bass lines. At which point you know it's very distinctively someone who's like not exclusively in the pop world that like knows dance music inside out. It's like bring it and that flavor in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's talk about One Last Kiss because this is one of my favorite tracks. One of my favorite pop tracks. That's awesome. Have you, have you seen, have you seen Ava 4? Yes. And I'm eternally infuriated by it because... <laughs> What you don't you don't like Evangelion colon the ending to Clerks? <laughs> Just gonna make animal noises for the next three minutes. Uh-huh. I liked um, it. I thought it was really good. So, hmm, what did I say about it? Um, spoilers. One, it should have ended on the train and not given us a reason to have the ridiculous payoff moment for this track. I still almost burst into like salty salty tears at the end because this track with this fucking confected ending yeah. almost drew it, drew it out of me um i think like character writing wise i kind of hate it but like <laughs> emotional tapestry wise it fucking has my neck um, <laughs> so yeah um this track is like well, the point is I was obsessed with this track and had listened to it several dozen times, probably 50 plus, before I ever got anywhere near the, the, the film. So I like knew what sort of payoff it was going to have, no matter what the film did to me. But like the film certainly doesn't make me any less fond of this track, which is just like an absolutely impeccable pop song. Yeah, no, that's it. No notes. This it's it's so it's a it is a perfect like. It's a perfect ice sculpture. No, yeah. absolutely no notes. Yeah. It's 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 lithe and bendy in ways you don't expect, as well as having that like spectral like ice sculpture beauty. It's so so impressive. Um and yeah, it gets big. Gets it's fucking melodramatic and big at the end. It's so cool. This album is so cool. Yutani so Hikaru is so cool. Fucking incredible. Can I uh it's as it's I know you said it's like you you pitched a track by track structure, but can I immediately launch into talking about how much I don't like Kingdom Hearts three? Uh, by all means. I get, okay. okay. What music should I put under this? I need some like Kingdom Hearts interstitial music for this bit. Okay. Uh, Face my fears is the KH three song. Uh, so no, no no I can't use Face my fears underneath this bit because you're talking about K, uh, K- Oh uh, let me think so about what, this. What, so what happens during like I know there's the Ratatouille mini game. So like, we're just <laughs> at the place during the Ratatouille minigame. No, 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 no. You're getting the Kingdom Hearts 1 Traverse Town song. Oh, fine. Uh, Great. <laughs> hang on. Uh, I thought minigame music would be more appropriate for a, like, Buchanan root number. Uh, no, th- th- this is funny because it makes me sound like an old coot complaining about Kingdom Hearts. Yes! 
Yes! Okay, no, as soon as I hear it and memory bomb myself. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is, uh, it's, uh, Face My Fears, first of all, uh, it's, if I had to rank, uh, if I had to rank KHOPs, I think it, it's, it's impossible. I actually, like, I, I realized I was like, oh, maybe I want to talk about this. And then I realized I can't, uh, <laughs> I, they're, they're all phenomenal. Uh, it, it, it gravely upset me when I saw like Kingdom Hearts fans primarily, like it's like the, like the only thing these people are fans of is Kingdom Hearts getting upset that Skrillex was doing the song. Why would you be upset um, by this? Why? It's, because it's like, like Skrillex, like it's, they, they, it's like they hear Skrillex and they think of like, yo, Skrillex drop it where it's for like maybe the last I'm gonna be like maybe like seven years of his career Skrillex has basically just done like UKG um <laughs> I mean again like an, like one of the the people who's haunted hot singles specifically because he set the template for so much pop music yeah um and like I again think that his his hit rate is moderate to low in absolute terms but See, th peaks... this 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 is this is why we fractured on the flume joint because I I think yeah I think like okay. er, I, er, early Skrillex I think is like untouchable. <laughs> oh, like early Skrillex, Scary Monsters is impeccable. Oh, but okay, so, cool. I'm just like well, the actual pop stuff, like uh, like post Jack U transition stuff. Sure, right? uh, that that's so, that 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 is like the like the super pop flute uh, like UK swing rhythm stuff that Skrillex is doing now. Yeah, so I'm trying to remember there were there's been like always been one or two incredible tracks that I've been like willing to defend to the hills. Um uh I just need to just like remind myself of this. Uh why why am I just not like remembering in off the top of my head like which Skrillex tracks I will like love till the day I die. Um there are multiple uh but like uh, Face by Fears is no question one of them. Yeah, it's um, it's phenomenal. It's sorry, it's I it's Regs. It's you're you're speaking about something important right now, and I just realized I need to get hmm. back to Kingdom Hearts Three Slander. Yes, that's um, true. That it's there. That game is so deeply. It's here's uh, it's Kingdom Hearts has spent like the last eight games teeing up a a catharsis based reunion with Baylor like the main cast and like like the 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 alter ego inversions of the main cast and stuff where everything is like fine and good. Kingdom Hearts three gets so close to that, and then goes like, I don't really want to do that. Uh, <laughs> damn, y'all guys like Zigbar, and I'm like yes. But what the fuck is he doing here? And they're like, you guys, did you guys play Kingdom Hearts Key? And I was like, no. <laughs> God damn it. I played Kingdom Hearts 2. God damn it. <laughs> it's it's a lot. It's a lot and it's not in a good way. It's King H2 is a lot in a good way, I think. King, it's uh, Kingdom Hearts 1 is not a lot in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this sounds right. I, I don't like KH3. Face My Fears, phenomenal song. I like it a lot. Incredible That's a song. good one. Okay, so question. Sure. Face My Fears, Japanese or English version? Man, I, it's got to be English for me, I Ooh, think. interesting. Uh, um, okay, uh... Well, it's because I it's I played the Eng KH games in English. Like it's that's that's how I know Hikaru's voice. Uh, yeah. Is okay. Through... Interesting. Interesting. I, I I absolutely like it's no no contrary opinion to like the the OG like Japanese versions, mm. but uh, 
And then Simple and Clean versus uh, Hikari. Oh, oh God. Simple and Clean versus... Wait, sorry. Simple and Clean versus Sanctuary, you mean? Uh, sorry. What was the Japanese name for Simple and Clean? Uh, I think it was Simple and Clean. Uh, Sanctuary... Sanctuary's name was Passion in, ja- oh, in Japanese. sorry. Yeah. Ugh, getting my Kingdom Hearts wise crossed. Look at me. Fake fan. Um... <laughs> No, uh, uh, that's that's the hardest question that I think you could ever ask me ever. Um, yeah. I think, okay. I'm or, doing this explicitly because Kingdom Hearts fans, friends of ours, are going to have our next one way or the other, so. Oh, man, that's so hard. That's actually so hard. I, th- I think you gotta go... It's I, I feel like they're both in like extremely even competition with each other, but orchestral version of Simple and Clean is just like stratosphere. It's I can't Yeah. yeah. <sighs> it's so it's so beautiful. It's so Oh my god. Uh no, it's like like the Planet B Simple and Clean joint and like regular sanctuary. Fuck, that's so hard. That's such a hard question. Have I, ha, hang on, have I ever, let me see if I've ever gone on the record of saying something about this. <laughs> okay, I, I'm feeling slightly better about myself. I did double check on Wikipedia. Hikari is the Japanese name for Simple and Clean. Hikari, yes. What did uh, I say? Uh, it's, uh, you You did, I thought you said Hikaru, and I was like, what? Uh, what? Wrong uh, one, clearly. No. Oh, also, uh, uh, Simple and Clean Ray of Hope mix from, like, 2016 when they were doing all the HD Kingdom Hearts songs is yep. very cute and good as well. Uh, also, I love Ray of Hope mix as, like, a, like, a, as a, as a remix indicator. That's, like, the coolest thing ever. In- incredible. Only Kingdom Hearts could. Only Kingdom Hearts. <sighs> uh, no. It's, that shit's good. Can we talk about the A.G. Cook remix of Face My Fears? Yeah, to we like, can. To, like, cl- close it. Uh, I'll, oh. I'll, I'll put myself <laughs> on the record, at least, before we get, move on. Face My Fears, I go Japanese version. Yep. Uh, Simple and Clean, I go English. Um, oh, yeah. Duh. Uh, that, like... So, uh, it, I just... I Nothing will scream, like, nostalgia bombing... A childhood I somehow didn't actually have, but felt, like, immensely tied to, which is, like, electronic... A British, like, like garage-slash-electronica sounds um, and, like, cool late-90s nonsense as Simple and Clean Panabi remix in English. Mm-hmm. As okay. nothing screams to me, like, finding sincere love of global pop music like Face My Fears Japanese version. <laughs> Um, okay. Two things. First of all, I, I, no, 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 no. First off, it's it just one last, one last, one last thing before, before we talk about the AG Cook remix. Uh, it's, I wanted to bring up, uh, this, uh, this, this video of, uh, this, this video was made for me. It's uh, Yutari Karu on IG Live singing the lyrics to the children's picture book, Robert Munch's Love You Forever, which was like the book I read every night as a child. I love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby, you'll be. Um, Incredible. It's, it's, oh my God, it makes, it literally makes me cry 
every every single time. Uh, that's incredible. I just I just wanted it, it's uh yeah Hikaru Yutada is is my non-binary mom. So yeah. that's 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 that that I will go on the record as saying that. I think that makes that makes that makes so that makes so much damn sense. It's perfect. I think it's just true. I think it's just true. As we established at the start of this podcast, we say true things and provide knowledge on this podcast, and we just said a true thing. Yeah. Um second, uh this the the bonus track first of all, beautiful world, decapo version. It's there, there's a lot of like the <laughs> There's a lot of uh, like Evangelion songs wrapping this up here, and then, uh-huh. the, then like the perfect bookend to I think everything that this record is like talking about is an Ag Cook remix of Face My Fears. Just uh, fucking drum and bass it up, yeah. It's so cool. It's so cool. Um, Just it's like, a cl- classic, like reaching back into the 2011 playbook of like. Punchy breaks and vocal chops, like oh my yeah. god, yeah. It it uh it made me think a lot about like how I want Timothy Luke to do designing for like Kingdom Hearts stuff. Um, uh. <laughs> like it's look look like look at the cover to Apple, um and just yeah. tell me that's that's not like a Kingdom Hearts like recovery item or whatever. No, it's exactly that's like combination of like hyper real metallic forms and like like natural imagery, yeah. That's so cool. Oh god. Nailed it! Boo, you're on one! Boo, you're fucking on one! I it's it'd be so cool. It'd be so cool. Imagine if Kingdom Hearts was good. Like what if there's like a Timothy Luke raid boss in Kingdom Hearts or something? Like Oh my It's like god. this song or like Exoplex playing. Yokoshima Moro remix of Exoplex! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! That would be so cool! Oh my god! Sorry, um, Th- this. Uh, <laughs> I'm never gonna get that. Um, you might be starting to realize, dear listener, that like Hikaru Utada sits at the nexus of so many things we care about. Yes. And has managed managed to like smash together like immensely emotionally impactful dance music of multiple three in this case different varieties, impeccable pop production, their own like immense personal charisma, charm, and magic and kingdom hearts <laughs> which has absolutely which has which has absolutely zero charm zero grace zero professionalism oh, yeah oh my god oh my god oh my god i want that i want that so bad i'm going to i'm going to draw that i'm going to draw that later do it do it oh my do god it. oh my fucking god okay oh. sorry it's um. I love this record. I love this record. Also, sorry, sorry. One last, one last, one last, one last thing. The the fact that this record ends on an eleven minute Acid House song. The, the, I, awesome. I, before we were, before we left, we had to talk about someone in Marseille. Um, yes. First thing, um, I, I want to talk about in someone in Marseille, which was somehow like the cutest, most like dumb grin on the uh, on my face when I realized it. In the, um, in the Japanese verse of someone in Marseille, they refer to themselves with Bukua. Um, Bukua, London, Kimiga Perry. Um, which is just like, I've watched anime, I know what's going on here. And I just like, and ended up absolutely doing the thing where you like, Google, what does it feel like if a girl uses Boku to refer to themselves? And like, like it'll be a bit weird and boyish, but people can do it. They're mostly tomboys or punks. 
<laughs> um, and just being like, ah, yeah, this is cool. Um, that's a sideline to, oh my dear God, this is my favourite track of the year. Like, not even, yeah. like, futzing around here. Like, straight up the best piece of music I've heard this year is this. And it's... It's I, I think if Regs, if you and me did a Dragon Ball Z fusion, this track is what happens. Yeah, basically. Um, like sun-kissed, glorious, um, hypnotic, like evolving, like, and then just like emotional gut punch as it rolls out. Chilling, chilling with other late twenty-year-olds at the pool while this is playing. Yeah, just this is sundown at like a pool. Um, yeah. feeling wistful about the fact that you're leaving soon or indeed yeah. fe- feeling wistful about the fact that your loved one is not there like this is but like, you you rented a jeep and you drove like 40 minutes down to the beach so it's like you get to go back while it's sundown exactly and this and this thinking, holy fuck this album's good um this boo is why you need to listen to more actual floating points because you get this bit instrumental <laughs> why um, would I want to listen to a song that does not have Yutari Hikaru on vocals riddle me that Fair enough, but you can't always have <laughs> like you can't always have dessert for every meal. Um, I disagree. I fully disagree. <laughs> thirty minutes. Um, thirty minutes after recording this, like as I go to the doctor, I'm like a what infection? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You can get lactobacillus where? <laughs> um, I've had heartburn yeah. for how many years? <laughs> oh my word! Um. I will say, I, I will think about whether to cut this or not, but I will say I very literally had the sensation of, I went on holiday for the first, I went out of the UK for the first time in two and a bit years, uh, in January, February, um, and had the sensation of being on a beach in the Southern Hemisphere, thinking about all the friends that I missed, listening to this song on hard repeat, uh, while the most beautiful sunsets I'd ever seen, or at least some of them, were like just falling in front of me and was like weeping internally constantly while doing this like this is the actual experience i had and i'm so incredibly glad that you said like like late night summer with your friends at the pool because that is literally the thing i just did and like had all the emotions to it is impeccable it is i i cannot even describe how much this track means to me already um and yeah it's fucking 12 minutes and it needs all 12 minutes of it to work itself out Yeah, we were just talking about like it's we were talking about it, like with the flume stuff how like it, an idea does not uh, and I like it, it, ideas that sort of like stay in the same place, uh, which means like that which which proposes the possibility that they become stagnant. Not here, mm-hmm. not yeah. here. As, and again, as, like, as I, all good acid house does. Yeah, like uh, just like constant, continual, like progressive development, and then also just like re-songwriting itself around itself, like. Um, both in the, the like, it's, it's got its hook, it's got its chord sequence. And then like, 
halfway through, it's like finds it's like the place it's comfortable in, and then just starts like descending into this like slightly more like dark, um, like insular feeling version of itself. Like I don't think it's a, a drastic harmonic change. It's just like you change the chord sequence slightly, and what was this like yearning, expansive thing just starts to like get really heady and in its own like. I not to say anxious. It's just sort of like concerned and internal. And then just like slides into a different way of getting expansive while um, I'm going to give it to you, I'll get a room with a view, like repeats over the, the outro. The, the fucking subtle ass incredible bass entry is 746. Like, just like, okay, we're in the we're in the third groove of the track now. Um, like this is how we're going to outro. And it does that outro for four minutes.
So I'm just listening to it right now. I'm just... I'm about to do, like, the white girl, like, hands above head while dancing yeah. joint. Lights in the air, everyone. <laughs> yeah, um, this track is extraordinary. Um, already feels like it's speaking to my soul, despite having nothing directly to do with it. Um, I feel like I'm somehow both in on the joke and like a million miles away with it, and it's special and I love it, and you should go listen to this. This, is, this might just be my track of the year. It might just stay my track of the year all year. <laughs> it's, I think AG Cook Remix of Face My Fears is currently mine still. Woo! Damn. Uh, yeah. This is a, it's a good this is a good album. This is a good album. I've I've I'll 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 sing it from the mountaintop. I, it's I'll, I will say it until somebody disagrees with me, and I don't think that'll be the case. No, no, like you, you would need to find a very foolish person to say that this is an awful album because they would be wrong. They would be they would so fucking wrong. They would literally be wrong. Oh, my God. oh man, this shit rocks. What damn? So yeah. This is an extraordinary album and you should go listen to it. And if you don't, you're an idiot because why would you not listen to this album? Why would you do that to yourself? You don't need to live in fear and pain and misery. You could go listen to the Hikaru Tada album. Yep. You could go listen to like three Kingdom Hearts songs in a row. You could literally do that. Why would you, you literally not do can. that? Why would you not do that like all the time? I know who listens to this podcast. Of course you're into Evangelion and Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. What the fuck? Moron. What the fuck are you doing? Like it's out. Why are you listening? Listen it's. You listen to us explaining this record to you for like an hour. What's wrong with you? Go listen yeah. to this fucking album. Fucking dumbass. Jesus Christ. I, 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 don't, I don't mean to be rude, but like, ser like I'm serious. Like, it's like, come on. Like, you're sitting there like with your headphones in. You're like, oh, I shouldn't. Like, come on. Go listen to that. Come on. Fucking figure it out. Thank you, thank you to all our loyal listeners for hot singles. So you must say you can donate to the Patreon at X. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get out of here. Uh, let's get out of here. Um, before we go, we have picks for next episode. Drum, uh, drum roll, please. Uh, um, I need to make sure I know what these albums are because I don't know all of them. Uh, da, da, da. The next episode is going to have me, Autumn, and one Hannah Yolo on it to do a bum uh, a bumper special about emo music. Way! Um, the picks are for next episode from me, American Football One by American Football. <laughs> yeah. From Autumn, Suburbia, I've given you all and now I'm nothing by the Wonder Years. Yes! And from Hannah, uh, let me make sure it's right. <laughs> My teenage dream ended. Not quite. <laughs> um, Rites of Spring by Rites of Spring. Oh man, that's going to be good. Uh, I'll tune in, Hot Singles fans. Will you? Uh, yes. there's, your call, there's your call to action. Here's your socials plug. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at regression with three S's. Don't forget the third S. And you Never. can find my other podcast, which should be out by the time that this come this one comes out. Um, at um, uh, uh, export export.io forward slash kpop. I'm pretty sure that's the URL. Um, Boo, where can people find you? 
on the internet. Anywhere where you can put an at or a slash in front of Boot Cannon, you can generally find me. It's I have SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Twitter. Uh, I'm on VK. Uh, I'm posted up on... I can't think of any funny websites. It's, I think VK <laughs> My, was the only one that I had in the chamber. Uh, Live Journal. I'm on Live Journal. I'm on Archive of Our Own. I'm on... Uh, uh, I'm in the I'm in the comment section. I'm on the yeah, it's I I do bylines for the Drudge Report. Uh, uh, I've got discuss. Yep, I want discuss. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, I'm on a PHP BB board for soda reviews. Yep, it's uh I it's. Uh, uh, well, it's I'm not Buchanan on there. I'm uh, I'm I'm Sora Roxas Axel uh, alumni, uh, Harvard ninety three on Damn. there, uh, and that's that's all in like upside down Unicode. So that's yeah. not gonna you gotta you gotta like take that and put it in there. It's I'm, because uh, it's because you're impersonating the Harvard graduate Japanese language student who translated all the Kingdom Hearts games. That's why you're there, right? Um. It's uh, I'm end of times pog on the SSX tricky fan forms. Um, uh, no, uh, I, I'm none of those things. I am Buchanan and I'm on Twitter and music places. That's uh, it. Buchanan forever to Canon forever. Uh, you can find us next time on hot singles. We'll be talking about emo. That's going to be a fun time. Hell yeah. Until then. Goodbye everybody. Bye.